This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People, which you already knew because you either clicked a link on an Instagram story or you went to your Apple Podcasts app or you went to your Spotify app or wherever else you listen and you were like, I'm going to go listen to Seeing Other People. So you knew that that's what you were here for and I'm going to shut up now. Um, I am very excited for today's episode and I recently got feedback that my intros are too long and boring. So I'm going to get right into it today. We are joined by Jamie and Max, who are my dear friends. I've known them for a very long time and they actually were in a long distance relationship throughout most of college and a year after. And they learned a lot. They went through the ups and downs of it and they made it out on their better for it. And so a lot of you have asked about long distance and long distance tips. And I have been in a long distance relationship before, but I definitely have talked about that before. And I'll, I'll reference it once or twice, but I really wanted to bring in two people who can talk to everything that comes with it. And they are so great. They have a great story. So let's bring them in. JB and Max, welcome into the episode. I'm so excited to have you here. So many of the Seeing Other People listeners have been asking questions for months and months about long distance relationships. And you two are two people in my life who I have seen go through all the ups and downs of long distance. So 
I'm super excited to have you here. Why don't we start by each of you introducing yourselves, who you are, how old you are, and we'll go from there. I'm Max. Uh, I'm 24 years old, living in New York, currently Brooklyn. Um, Jam? I'm Jamie, um, also 24 years old, currently living in Manhattan in Murray Hill. Love it. So walk me through the story of how you two met and when it went from being like, okay, this is somebody that I'm going to date, not and not just date, but like actually be in a real long distance relationship with. So Max and I went to camp together and we always knew of each other, but it wasn't until 2014 that we really got to know each other. We were both tennis instructors. And as I got to know Max, I started to develop this huge crush on him. However, I didn't really act on it at the time we were both seeing other people. And that summer ended. And as the year went on, I would always reach out to him and just text him about random stuff, like asking him for show recommendations and, you know, making camp jokes and all of that stuff. And in 2015, I think I made it obvious enough that I liked him and we finally got together. How old were you when when this happened? So we were both... I was 18 and we were both 18, actually, at the time in 2015. However, we're we're a, a year apart, like in grade wise. So I'm only six months older than her. We consider ourselves to be the same age. But for I would say the majority of our relationship, like anytime we were still in school, I was a year older than her. So the year that we were texting was actually my freshman year in college and her senior year in high school. We weren't really together yet, though. We uh, we got together the summer before she ended up going to college. Got it. And I I do think that's an important thing to mention because it adds another layer of even once, like, Max, you graduated college, Jamie was still in it. Yeah, we can talk about that because that was uh, the year that it was probably uh, the most different situation for both of us and uh, definitely had probably our largest amount of LDR complications that year. Not that we need to get too deep into that right at the outset. No, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry that you had those complications, but I'm very excited to hear about them. But let's first hear about why, like, so you got together when, Max, you were a freshman in college and Jamie was a senior in high school. And how how did you decide to navigate that? Because it, it I know that you weren't from the same place, you weren't living in the same place. So it seems like a kind of like a risky thing. Like there must have been a lot of question marks in how you were going to actually do it. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it was kind of a slow roll. Like we started out just kind of like being a thing for the summer uh, with no expectations that there would be anything more. Um, And I think in particular, I kind of said to Jamie, you know, I'm not really interested in being in a relationship. Uh, You know, we're just doing this for the summer. We're having a good time. We'll go our separate ways. You're about to start college. Like this doesn't really make any sense. And I don't know why either of us would put each other through a long distance relationship. Uh, and kind of left it at that. And then after the summer, we were just kind of still talking. We ended up meeting up once in Manhattan before we both ended up shipping back off to college. Uh, and then Jamie kind of orchestrated this trip to my school that she claimed was to see her friends. But meanwhile, <laughs> when she actually got here, it, it was like happened to be the weekend of my birthday. And <laughs> she spent, I believe, every night uh, in my house. 
Um, and so from there, it kind of progressed. And we were talking, you know, at a certain point, just about every day, probably frequently. And, you know, we weren't together. We were still, I guess, kind of playing the field. But I think as the semester went on, that felt like a more and more uncomfortable situation to be texting this person all the time and have, and, you know, then like go out one night and, you know, see who's out there. And I think one night we were just like calling each other and we were like, why are we doing this? This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't feel right to, you know, have you out on a Saturday night and me worrying about, you know, whether or not you're with somebody. Uh, we just kind of decided on the phone that right there that we were going to close it up and, and be in a relationship. I love that. Jamie, what what was going through your mind when you booked that trip? Was it like fully also where, so you guys went to different colleges. So um, do you mind just sharing with the listeners where you went to paint the picture of that? It wasn't close. So Max went to Northwestern, which is in Evanston, a town right outside of Chicago. And I went to Syracuse, which is in upstate New York. So it wasn't close, but it was a two hour flight. Um, and it was a direct flight, so it wasn't terrible, but it also wasn't the closest. Um, when I booked that trip, I did have a lot of friends at Northwestern, and I did go to visit them. However, it my plan was to spend a lot of time with Max. <laughs> I love it. Honestly, like, you got to do what you got to do. And, and you clearly, like, you missed him, I'm sure. And it's not like, it's not like it was out of the blue. No. It was, it was a trip I planned a, I mean, a few weeks in advance. And, you know, I let him know, hey, I'm coming to Northwestern. I'm going to see some friends. I hope to see you too. I never really was the type of person to share relationship stuff with my family. And so they had no idea that Max even existed. When I went to visit him in the city right after camp ended in 2015, I told my mom that I was going to visit some friends when I went to Northwestern, I told my mom I was also visiting friends. Like Max didn't even come up. And then one day when we actually started dating, Max was going to come over. And I think I just literally texted my mom. I have a boyfriend. His name is Max and he's coming over. And I think that was how I introduced him. <laughs> That's hilarious that you say that because I was kind of the same way. And I remember my high school boyfriend, um, I didn't tell, I felt like weird telling my parents about it. And my mom actually found out that we were dating through Facebook. And she was like, who's Matt? And I was like, why are you Facebook stalking me, mom? And she's like, why do you have a boyfriend you didn't tell me about? Like, that's not the point. Why are you Facebook stalking me? (laughs) Um, But yeah, wow. Okay, so what was it like after that? Like you decided you were going to do it. Um, were the following like weeks and months and the rest of that, Jamie, your freshman year and, and Max, your sophomore year, was it easy to navigate from the start or were there suddenly things where you're like, oh, this is harder maybe than I thought it was going to be? Did I make the wrong decision? What was that like? And how did you kind of decide like, this is how we're going to make it work? I mean, look, I think when we started, you know, I still had three years of college left. Jamie was, you know, literally had, uh, you know, she was still in her freshman year. So we weren't really thinking about the end date per se. So I feel like because of that, we didn't necessarily put a ton of pressure on ourselves. At the same time, though, we were, I don't know, I was probably 19 at this point. Jamie was still 18. 
And we definitely had our moments of immaturity. Like Jane was just reminding me before the call that, you know, I thought I was a really good texter. Jane was like, you would literally just leave your phone and uh, just go somewhere else for the rest of the day. And I would be texting you and you'd come back and be like, oh, yeah, sorry, I was at the library. Oh, sorry, I was at Friends. And it's that kind of thing that probably would drive her crazy at the beginning. And, you know, also just like being that age and being immature, always needing to be right. Like we definitely went through our growing pains. Yeah. Jamie, how did you deal with that? Because I mean, even for me, when when a guy that I'm into or like doesn't respond to me, even whether or not we're in a relationship, like whether or not we're in the same state or city or like at the same building, like that pisses me off and like makes me so anxious. Yeah. I mean, I think I was just very blunt about it. I was like, you need to be a better texter. Like you can't, I, I trusted him very much, but I was like, you can't just not say anything to me or tell me what you're doing, where you're going and then disappear for seven hours and then be like, whoops, sorry. You know, I think, you know, I didn't need to know where he was every second of every day, but I think, you know, communicating and sharing your life is really important um, when you're in a long distance relationship and, you know, just knowing what's going on in, in their day to day life. Yeah. Jamie is also a really good communicator. Like she, you know, it even goes back to like, she said her saying that she pursued me in a certain way. Like she's just really good about knowing exactly what she wants and going and going and getting it. Um, and so if there was something that she wanted me to change, you know, she doesn't beat around the bush. She doesn't kind of like drop a hint and hope that I catch on. That's not really how our relationship has ever worked. Uh, we're just you know, we're pretty honest with each other from the get go. And I think the, that maybe translates to text more and, you know, FaceTime and, and just other forms of communication that don't involve being in the same room that allowed us to actually uh, have some success as opposed to just like being passive aggressive about something. And then me like not reading the text for five hours and having no idea what the context is when I finally do read, you know, it, it just, it makes everything complicated if you're, if you're beating around the bush. Definitely. And I think that's especially important for long distance relationships, but important in any relationship. Like it's not going to work if you're not upfront and straightforward about how you feel and what you want. And I think, Jamie, the fact that you were able to tell him like, no, this is not okay with me. This is what I need in order to feel like comfortable with what we're doing is probably one of the reasons that you guys are still here today together. Yeah, I would say so too. Yeah. So, okay. So one, a few questions that I have, I I definitely want to hear about more of those struggles of long distance relationships. I think when we, people hear the word, like the term long distance, nobody thinks that that's something that's easy. And I know I, I went through it. I actually, so my first boyfriend in high school, um, I had that same age gap. So I was going into college when he was going into his senior year of high school. And I really wanted to stay together. I was like begging him to stay together. And he said, absolutely not. There's no way I could ever be okay with you being four hours away doing who knows what with who who knows who. And that was it for him. He's like, I can't do that. Like that, I won't be okay with that. And so that's definitely a question I have where like, you hadn't necessarily met each other's friends at first. Like you didn't really know each other's worlds. And so was that difficult to really like bring each other into your lives in a way? Uh, I would say, yeah, I I would say it definitely was a bit of a challenge at first, you know, even visiting each other's college, you know, you would think that that's the big payoff during a long distance relationship. And you kind of, 
you know, maybe if you've never been in one, you assume that you kind of slog through it for, you know, I don't know, weeks, months, however long uh, you're apart until you end up, you know, taking that trip and finally being together. Um, but those trips aren't necessarily seamless. You know, one thing that I think is kind of interesting is when you're communicating primarily over FaceTime for a long time, you know, you catch up with each other, you tell, you, you download them on everything that happened in your day, you know, you, you do your thing. And then maybe after half an hour, you're like, all right, that was fun. Um, I'll talk to you later. And you hang up. And I think one of the things that was kind of difficult for me is, you know, let's say we're going out to dinner and we've already done all the downloading. And now it's kind of uh, at that time where, okay, let's just share a night together. Let's just spend our lives together. And you're kind of sitting across the table from somebody like, Hmm, what do you want to talk about? Uh, and you have to kind of take that next step past whatever it is that you were dying to say to them so much that you're willing to reach out um, and just kind of spend more time together. I, you know, for example, I think now, you know, we're living in the same city. I know all of her friends. She knows all of my friends. And there's just more that's shared. So there's more that we're able to bring up and I can, you know, say something about work or a friend and she knows exactly what's going on. Whereas, I mean, you guys had God knows how many girls in your sorority. So she would, you know, talk about one of them. And then suddenly I would meet 50 girls, all of them who look somewhat similar, <laughs> having a couple of drinks. I meet one and then she runs me over to the next one to say hello. I didn't know any of your guys' names for probably two years because of that. So I do think that not sharing uh, your life for, you know, in that way can be difficult. It's just something you, again, it just comes back to talking, I guess. Yeah, I can also imagine that there's so much pressure on those weekends when you're together to have the absolute best time and make up for all the time you were apart and then also meet all of these people, which I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I was thinking. Like, how do you suddenly like be, develop friendships and and like uh, a kind of friend relationship with each other's friends? Because that's obviously such an important part in a relationship. So I'm glad you brought that up. Jamie, what was that like for you? You know, I always looked at it like I was just so happy to see Max and to be with Max that even if our plans got a little bit screwed up, you know, I was still having a great time. I think it was easier for me to go visit him than it was for him to visit me because, you know, when you're a girl, it's really easy to get in places and to kind of, you know, be welcomed into the party. Whereas when I would bring Max out to different frat parties, the guys would immediately just start attacking him and try to get, try to kick him out. That's so true, by the way. Everyone was staring at me. <laughs> I, Sorry, yeah, ahead, I forgot. No, I'm. that's so funny that you mentioned that. I totally forgot that that was like a part of our social life. Like even getting, getting him, I'm sure, into a frat party was like okay we're 10 girls here and one guy like to get into an after hours or something yeah. like you gotta like negotiate that almost yeah it's like we could only go to if my all my friends were going to you know one house but I didn't have a guy friend in that house like we couldn't go there because you couldn't yeah. bring him. but if I went to Northwestern yeah. and you know I went to a party that his fraternity had with another sorority no one would even look at me twice Right. Of course. Yeah. That, that is definitely a tough double standard. And I, I totally forget that that's an aspect of college. And I mean, even an aspect of depending on where you live, like some types of like going out places are still like that now where like they only want to let girls in. And, and so, I mean, that's a whole nother topic but, that we don't need <laughs> to get into, but um, yeah. So in terms of 
like when you guys weren't at school, when you could actually finally be together for like over the summer, maybe for a longer period of time, was that an easy transition? And then similarly, what was that to tr- like to transition out of and, and going back to being at school, being away from each other? I mean, I th- I'd say one of the, I mean, obviously it was great to finally be able to see each other after so long. Um, but I think it, those moments come with their own challenges as well. You know, for example, you know, Northwestern uh, specifically, uh, our break didn't really line up with a lot of schools. So we had even less time than maybe we'd uh, expect, like over winter break, over summer break, et cetera. Um, combined with the fact that, you know, you go home and Jamie and I are both from New York, although not exactly the same place. Uh, we're trying to see our family. We're trying to see our friends and we're trying to make the most of, you know, that week that we have home. But it's tricky because you also need to prioritize the person who you're in a relationship with. And I definitely think that was a sticking point from time to time where, you know, maybe my friends had a plan for the weekend and I really wanted to be involved. Um, And Jamie's like, look, if we don't hang out this weekend, I'm not going to see you for another two months. And most of the time I, you know, took a deep breath and I ended up seeing Jamie. You know, I'm lucky that I don't think my friendships were hurt because of it, but it was definitely something that. Uh, would bother both of us at different times of the relationship. Yeah, it was also tricky because, you know, at that point, um, especially early on, our relationship was um, kind of new. And I think when you're that young and when you add the long distance relationship in, I think, you know, your family doesn't take your relationship as seriously. So what would happen is I would go on vacation with my family. You know, we weren't at the point where we were inviting each other. And then I would go come home and then Max would go away with his family because our vacations just didn't overlap. And so, you know, then we would have like one weekend mm-hmm. to hang out and it's like, well, all of our friends are doing stuff, but if we don't hang out, we're just not going to see each other. You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic. And when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor. And she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right, I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. And I think one of the consequences of that actually was that when we were home, we did kind of have to ingratiate each other into our lives a little bit more seamlessly. Like I'd say uh, our parents uh, probably got to know uh, our significant others maybe a little bit earlier or a little bit better than some other people's parents would at our age, because where are we going? Well, we were home, you know, you got to come over, you know, I'm going out to dinner with my family tonight. Do you want to come? My friends are doing something tonight. Do you want to come? You know, some people I feel like try to 
section off different quarters, you know, like these are my friends and I'm going to spend my, uh, spend time with my girlfriend this day. You know, sometimes we were just bringing people in a little sooner. Yeah. Do you think that added pressure? Like, were you excited to do those things or was it like, well, if I want to see him, if I want to see her, then like, this is my only option and I have to do this, even if I don't necessarily feel comfortable doing it or it's not what I want to do. Perhaps. And perhaps that kind of, or go ahead. I was going to say, I actually, I think it was kind of nice because like I said earlier, whether you're in a long distance relationship or you're not in a, and you're in a, or you're in a regular relationship, it's really important to be able to connect with the person you're with and to know their friends and know their family and know where they come from and know their background. And, you know, I was excited to meet his friends and excited to get to know his family um, and to, you know, get to know his background a little bit more. I mean, we went to camp together. So like, I had no idea where he grew up. I had no idea, you know, where he went to high school or, I mean, I, I knew where he grew up and I knew where he went to high school, but I didn't know anything about right. those places. So, you know, getting to know all of that about him was important. And I think it was important to the foundation of our relationship. Definitely. And it's awesome that you were able to lean into that and like, take that as an opportunity to be like, this is the person I want to be with. So I'm going to use like the opportunities that I can to really get to know who they are. So one thing I I definitely wonder, because I know I felt this way. I was in a long distance relationship about two years ago and it was New York to LA and it started as a long distance relationship. And I think one of the biggest things that I struggled with was that every time we would see each other, it was a ticking time bomb until like the time until like it'd be like three days or five days. And then we would have to leave each other. And for me, that was really hard because it, I felt like, okay, like if I don't make him like feel so much for me, if I don't make him have like the best time ever, like what if it's the last time? And I'm wondering if that was something that you guys ever felt at any point in the time that you were doing long distance? I actually, I never felt that way. I never felt that pressure to like, you know, show Max the best time ever. And maybe that's because, you know, from my perspective, I was like, even if we were just sitting on the couch watching TV, like I was having the best time ever. And, you know, I think we were two people who just are super compatible and, so when we were together, you know, I, I wasn't ever concerned that like he wasn't going to have a good time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we necessarily play the game that way. You know, we're both kind of straight shooters, Jamie. So, you know, I feel like, you know, when we were planning something like if it wasn't going well, you know, maybe the other person would just say it right out and then we'd change plans or something like that. You know, I do think that, that moment after we've like both departed or, you know, someone gets in their taxi back to the airport or whatever. First of all, it's way tougher for the person who's actually traveling because the person who's not can just kind of like, you know, go back to watching TV or whatever it was they had planned next. Meanwhile, uh, the person who's traveling has to think about it for the next X amount of hours until they're finally home. So sometimes that can be a bit more of an emotional experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise I, I would agree that it, it wasn't, that difficult because I think we were just so excited to finally be with each other. And I think also we were pretty good communicators to the point where it didn't feel like, I mean, obviously it's radically different 
when you're actually with somebody as opposed to texting them. But I think Jamie and I try not to view the rela- the long distance relationship as, you know, wow, this is going to be a really crappy six weeks and then a really fun three days. We tried to, you know, keep it light and keep it fun throughout on a daily basis. And I mean, obviously we've missed each other and I'm sure saying I miss you was a, a pretty regular thing, but it wasn't so dramatic for me personally. Yeah. And I, I think that's great. And I love that advice. And I think that's good advice for anyone, especially like after the year we just came out of with the pandemic, like so many people were virtually dating and and not actually able to see each other. And I think we all learned to be better communicators. And so I think that's a really great thing that like you were able to figure that out so early on and and keep that working throughout the whole time. This is sort of just something that I always say to people when they're like, how did you do a long distance relationship? Like that sucks. And I think actually enjoyed being in a long distance relationship. And I think Max agrees because at the time we were at an age that was so like, where experiences were so crucial to our development and our growth as people that, you know, we needed to both be independent and be on our own and make our own experiences and make our own friends and focus on school. And, you know, I think Max agrees with me when I say like, we are better, more independent people because we did long distance relationship. I think a lot of people who you know, are 18 or 19 years old and go and meet someone in college and go into an, a relationship with them, they just become attached at the hip and they don't, you know, expand their horizons the way one would when they're independent. No, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, I think uh, all of us have those friends who, you know, they start a relationship and either like they change their personality a little bit to adapt to the relationship, or it's just like, well, I don't see them anymore. You know, they spend all their time together or in their bedroom watching Netflix, whatever. They don't go out anymore. And I think, as James said, we both had to learn how to be independent. We had to learn how to go out uh, and just like, and, you know, drink or whatever it is, have a fun time, not be looking for anybody. Um, we just had to have different objectives. Uh, we had to, we were able to focus on school more probably because we weren't as concerned with, you know, making plans or, or you know, blowing off important things. Uh, so I would say that we were able to develop well as people probably because we were separate. Uh, and now, you know, the fact that we're able to be together, we're able to balance things out where, you know, if I invite Jamie over for a night and she's like, hey, look, I'm really busy or, hey, I'm really tired and I don't really feel like it. My feelings don't get hurt because I get it. And I'm probably feeling that way another day too. Yeah, I love that. I think that's such a beautiful silver lining to the experience you had and to the long distance relationship experience that people probably don't think about. And that's a great point that you brought up about sometimes your friends get into relationships and then you literally never see them again. And I know for me with Jake, he's busy, like so busy with work, like he works nights and weekends. And at the beginning I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. And then I think like a week later I was like, this is actually great because I know me and I'm a very like obsessive person. And usually when I am dating someone, I want to spend every minute with them and I don't want that to happen. Like I want to want to, but I don't want to actually change my life to spend all my time with them. And so for me, I've kind of had to be forced to be like more independent in the relationship too. And I'm really appreciative of that. And I'm really glad that I still 
hang out with my friends on weeknights. I still work on weeknights. I still have weekend plans and I haven't really like changed as a human being and my routine hasn't changed because of it. And I think that's like a really awesome thing that most people don't get to experience. So I'm really glad you guys brought that up. While that was happening though, I do wonder, did you ever, obviously you guys were in college. Um, and did you ever feel like you were missing out while like all of your friends were meeting people, getting, I'm sure like getting drunk, cooking up with people. Like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure when that's a huge part of being in your early, like late teens, early twenties is, is the opportunity out there to meet people. And obviously you found something in each other that made it worth staying together, but did like did that ever feel difficult like you were missing out or like maybe like you're missing this big college experience that everyone else gets to have i would say personally look the thought has to cross your mind if it doesn't you know i think you know you're probably lying because there are just going to be nights especially when you're like 19 and 20 years old where you're out and you're just like man this could be a totally different night if I was single or it's one in the morning and you're ready to go home because uh, you kind of feel like you've done whatever you need to do for the night uh, and you're tired. And meanwhile, your friends are, are still on the prowl or, you know, they're with somebody and you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm kind of alone in this experience here. And then sometimes you find yourself on your phone when you're out as a result, which, I mean, I don't think either of us liked to be in that situation, but it's, you know, occasionally something that happens. Realistic. Um, Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. 
It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd say there are definitely challenges. Again, though, I feel like it kind of taught me, and uh, Jame, I bet you would agree, that you know, certain events that maybe other people would equate the amount of fun they had based on whether or not they were successful in hooking up with someone or, you know, whether or not they were, you know, with a girl or with a guy, you know, going to a formal, something like that. Whereas I was able to kind of take a deep breath, relax, and just have a good time, spend time with the people I wanted to spend time with, uh, eliminate awkward conversations with people who I just wasn't really in the mood to hang out with. And I ultimately felt like it was fine. Yeah, I totally agree. I think even while being in a relationship, I, you know, managed to still go out and have a fantastic night. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't feel the need to go home with someone to have a good time. You know, I think that's something people who are not in a relationship should kind of live by that you don't need to go home with someone to have a good time. Like you, you know, if you're going out with friends, you know, dance, meet new people, get late night food. There's so many things you can do to make a night fun besides going home with someone. And by the way, I just like, I don't know, this is just something I was thinking about, but you know, by the time a lot of people end up going home with somebody, it's like three or four in the morning. And that just doesn't necessarily feel like a vibe. I don't know. Like that's You guys probably got so much more sleep than the average person in college. I'm I'm honestly very jealous. I think I was sick every (laughs) like three days because I never slept. That makes it sound kind of lame. (laughs) Yeah. Jane was always the last person closing down whatever event. Uh, And it's funny because, um, you know, you, you talked about trust at one point and uh, like I was telling Jamie before this, that, you know, we, we track our locations and I don't really know uh, each other's locations. I don't really know why that started, but I would sometimes find myself, you know, on a Saturday night, like maybe I'm arriving home and, you know, I check, uh, I check the location and I see Jamie's still out and it's 3am and, you know, I kind of have to, you know, trust Jamie and know that, you know, she's just there because she's having a good time. Uh, and you know, nothing else that she has ever done has indicated to me that it's a concern that she's at another house at 3am. So I, you know, I, I think that's like a game you have to play with yourself a little bit, but ultimately if you're trusting the person and they give you a good reason to trust them, I, I don't see why it's an issue. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I know I've definitely seen people in long distance relationships that have struggled with that because they're like, well, this person's not responding to me. And in their time zone, it's this, it's like 1am, like where could they possibly be? They said they were going to call me on their way home. They didn't. Like, what if they're out with another girl? What if they're out with another guy? And so I think that in order for it to really work, like you really do have to wholeheartedly trust someone. And, and I like that you said that she never gave you a reason to not trust her. 
And I think that's a really great thing. I, before I get into some listener questions, I would love to hear more about what you mentioned earlier for a second, which was that year where Max graduated college and Jamie was still in college because that definitely was a new experience and slightly different than the majority of the time you were long distance. So what was that like? I think that it was that was actually probably one of our toughest years. Um, and I think that was, you know, like one one time that we really had to question our relationship and you know usually when you fight with someone you both you know feel the same anger and you both feel this you're both upset but in this situation um it was tricky because I was in school it was my senior year I was having the time of my life I was living with all my best friends and Max was just starting to work and he was working long hours and you know living at home and for me, I was just like, I was so happy all the time and having a great time. And, you know, Max wasn't as happy. And I, you know, was so busy all the time that, you know, I wasn't putting forth my best communication efforts. Yeah. I mean, I think being at two different places of your life and, you know, literally being on two different schedules can really complicate things because, I would get home, I don't know, seven thirty, eight, and I'd call Jamie and, you know, maybe she'd answer, but frequently you did answer, but you were doing work and you'd be like, Hey, I can't really talk right now. Um, you know, I'm working. I'm like, okay, what about after? And you'd be like, Oh, well then we got a pregame and go out. And, you know, this would be on a, on a Wednesday or a Thursday because it was your senior year. And I'd be, you know, I'd be sitting in my room being like, this is ridiculous. This is the half hour. This is the hour I have time to actually catch up. Um, and look, I mean, we got through it and, you know, ultimately we came to an understanding because I think we'd been doing it for a long time, but I think that's where it gets tricky is just when two people are in two totally different places and Jamie's right, you know, we were kind of in two different mental states and that made it, I think, harder to relate to one another. It added like another layer of separation maybe, um, which, you know, look, we're, we're stronger for it and it's ultimately okay. You know, we made it through and. I don't think either of us are too upset, you know, looking back, but yeah, I mean, uh, that comes with the territory, I guess. Yeah. And I think, you know, one reason we were both so successful at our long distance relationship was because we, you know, both connected very deep with each other emotionally, especially since we couldn't connect physically. And so, you know, when we weren't on the same page emotionally, it became tough because that was, you know, what always kept us together when we were apart. So we did yeah. make it work. We did both put in the effort to kind of understand the other person's situations and we, you know, came out better for it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, hearing you guys talk about this, obviously I've, I've seen your relationship unfold and you guys grow together as a couple and also like as individuals. And I, I really do think that you both like, learned so much and grew so much from this experience together. And I think that I remember once looking up the percentages of like long distance couples that make it. Cause I was trying to convince someone that like we could do it. And I think the majority of, of long distance couples don't make it. And so I think that you guys have talked about a bunch of different things that you did specifically in terms of communicating and the way you spent your time together. And when you weren't together, the way you still kept the relationship going. 
And I think those are all really, really good, like actionable tips for anyone who's either in a long distance relationship or considering getting into one. Um, Beyond the things that were mentioned, are there any things that stick out to you as things to like definitely do in a long distance relationship or definitely do not do that you think um, the listeners would benefit from hearing? You really need to like the person. And I mean, obviously, I think that, (laughs) you know, you, you need to be the type of person who, like you mentioned, it's easy to feel like you're missing out on experiences and you need to be the type of person who cares about someone enough to prioritize them over those experiences. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I mean, keeping it fun, as I said a little earlier, I think is really important Uh, and just not treating it like, you know, this is a disaster. This sucks. You know, uh, I'm going to start looking at other people and kind of seeing if I have an out, you know, you kind of you do have to be committed to it. Um, Otherwise, I I mean, you know, I, I think it goes back to independence. Okay, so I'm not even kidding. I was not sleeping well for most of last week and I wasn't home, but it has nothing to do with that because I actually sleep better in like other places. But I got home and I was like, oh my God, it's because I haven't taken my rest gummies. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Mindset Wellness CBDs, CBD gummies. They are the mindset rest and they help me go to sleep. I wake up feeling great, like not groggy at all. And First of all, like my favorite thing about them is that they taste incredible. And second of all, they are good for you. They are gluten-free, they're vegan, they're non-GMO, they're organic. And like I said, they taste amazing. So you are missing out if you haven't tried them because why wouldn't you want to get the best night of sleep ever every night when you take them? So head to MindsetWellnessCBD.com and obviously use code seeing other people at checkout for 10% off and free shipping. Um, so one of our listeners asked about the concept of an end date. So you two knew that there were X number of years that you were going to have to do this for. And even when you were going through that year where you were on totally different pages, you knew that it was just one year. Do you think the concept of the end date helped you get through it? Do you think it, it gave you like, okay, like this is like, this will happen. We will be together. Cause in some situations, like there are couples who, like one person lives in one state and one person lives in the other and that's where they plan on being and and they don't know that one like they want to move to to be together like they both think like okay eventually like he'll move to me or I'll move like and they think that like okay eventually she'll move to me but they're just not on the same page about that so i'm wondering how the the concept of the end date played into your relationship and if there wasn't that end date do you think the result would have been the same i do think the end date is really important actually i mean when we started off, you know, we were just having a good time and we were happy. But I think as it starts to become a slog and, you know, we both studied abroad and those were semesters in which the time zones were crazy different. And I, I know with studying abroad, each person was having a great time. But whoever was back in the States was like, man, I kind of it'd be nice if they came back and weren't six hours ahead and having a way better time than me. Uh, so I, I think that was back in like uh, in both of our minds. And I mean, look, you know, I work in entertainment. Um, I could have moved to L.A. after college. And it was definitely one of the reasons why I decided to stay in New York. I was like, well, if I move to L.A., you know, then I have no idea whether like what's going to happen with this relationship. Like, what would be the point of being in it for this long? Why did I do this if I was just going to keep being in a long distance relationship that was only going to get tougher after college? 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, you know, college is fun. You're on your own schedule, but once you're working, you're, especially if you have a demanding job, like you're not going to be around to support someone or visit someone. Like even when Max was working and I was a senior, he couldn't visit me until the second semester of my senior year. Like he just, his company did not allow him to take any days off until he had worked for a certain amount of time. And, you know, I think being from the same place also helps to an extent, you know, we're only really a 45 minute drive from each of our parents' houses. And, you know, that obviously makes a huge difference, but now we're at a point in our relationship where if one of us needed to move, the other one would be going with them. Yeah. I would not do this again. I, you know, we put in our time and the idea of one of us, of Jamie moving somewhere and me being like, well, I guess I'm going to stay here and just see what happens. I don't think that's doable anymore. And, you know, that's not saying that nobody else can do a long distance relationship. I just, we, we did it for so long. And I think it would be just kind of dejecting to, to try it a second time. Yeah. Also keep in mind that we had never not done a long distance relationship when we were in our relationship. It's all that we knew. And then we came back and we to New York and we had both graduated and we finally, you know, experienced what it's like to live in the same place and have your life in the same place as your significant other. And now that we've experienced it, I think it'd be really challenging for us to go back to the way things were. Absolutely. Was there anything that was tough uh, in terms of that transition of going from being long distance to finally being in the same place? Because I will say I know someone who um, was in a long distance relationship from the East Coast to the West Coast, and she finally moved to be on the West Coast with him. And about a month or two later, after years of being together, she was like, nope, I'm out. And she broke up with him and stayed out there. And it was just over because being together didn't work. I mean, I think it's similar to the concept of moving in with somebody, you know, uh, albeit on a different scale. You know, I think when you move in with somebody, I've never done it uh, on a relationship level, but you learn, you know, some of those habits that perhaps uh, they wanted to hide or, or, you know, just all those things that happen as soon as you leave, you know, maybe like I'm kind of a messy person. I'm sure I probably cleaned my room a little more before Jamie was coming over and we were long distance. And then uh, maybe she learned the other side of that afterward, you know, when we finally were in the same place. So I think there probably was a certain element of like putting on a face for the other person, like wearing the shirts that look best on me while she's, while she's here for the weekend. And then, you know, when, um, uh, when we're in the same place, you know, you got to see what it's like on a random Tuesday when I haven't geared up and, you know, packed all the right stuff and I'm in a great mood and I've been looking forward to this. Like, you know, maybe I just got off a long day of work and something bad happened and I'm not in a good mood. And, you know, it doesn't give me a right to be an asshole, but you're also going to have to see what I'm like, like this. And, and, you know, I think that works both ways. Yeah. And obviously you built that that, like strong foundation where you were able to be like, this is real life stripped back. And and this is the person that I'm in this with. And like, this is what I did all of this for so that we could finally have this. Yeah. I also want to go back because I feel like we were kind of negative about our time visiting each other. Like there were definitely a lot of hiccups, but all the trips that we took and all the times we visited each other were so special and so fun. And 
we were, when we were both abroad, we both went to visit each other. And those, you know, that week when I visited him in Prague and the week when he came to London, were like the two best weeks ever. And we had so much fun. And we talk about those trips like every single day. And if, you know, we had gone abroad together, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like that. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Like there was sort of like a honeymoon element to a lot of those weekends where like, oh, great, you're here. I need to show you all the best stuff. Like this is the restaurant that I love going to around here. You know, this is the most beautiful spot in my college town, um, you know, et cetera. And I feel like we were able to make those weekends really fun and pack so much fun in that there was, you know, even a hangover period in a good way where we were kind of both on a high after those, uh, you know, three, four day experiences. And that, that would carry us a long way. Yeah, I'm sure. And I think it's really cool that you, you got to have these unique experiences where you got to like build these lives and build these worlds and then introduce each other to them. And I'm sure like, I know when sometimes people are in long distance in, in college or in different places, like I'm sure you guys like met up in different cities at some points or like decide like, oh, we have a long weekend. Like, let's go to this place. And I think that is really cool because you get to you get to do whatever you want with it. Like you get to create these memories and, and have these things happen that people in a normal relationship might not get to experience. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you take your time for granted the same way. All right. Well, thank you both so, so much for joining. I am so happy, obviously, that it worked out with you. I mean, I remember, Jamie, when we first met, I remember you were like, there's this guy, Max, I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> and I think that that's something that like, obviously, Max, she's still obsessed with you. Don't worry. But you could just tell the way Jamie would talk about you that like, she was so serious and like nothing was gonna get in her way of, of making it work. And I think through all the hurdles, like you both made the most of it and you really like embraced whatever came at you in terms of like, we're going to make this work. And even in the hard times, we're going to make it worth it. And we're going to like work through it together. And I think that that's such an important part to, to long distance relationships and any relationship, but specifically LDRs. So I'm so happy that you two made it through. Yeah, I always felt like a celebrity whenever I visited Syracuse. You know, all of Jamie's friends were like, oh, my God, it's Max. Like, I, you know, you would have thought that I was like way more important and interesting than I am. Just like, yeah, I'm, I'm a guy like Jamie definitely hyped me up more than uh, more than made sense. And I was lucky enough that Max also wanted to make it work just as much as I did. Well, on that note, thank you both so much for coming and to everyone listening. Thank you for tuning in and make sure to give a five-star rating, give a glowing review, shout out Jamie and Max as the best guests ever on Seeing Other People. Thank them for all of their amazing insight and advice and for sharing their story. And make sure you're following us, Seeing Other People on Instagram or any platform that you choose. And thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.